Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. Okay, guys, today we're going to talk about the top three reasons why real estate agents fail in the business. Most agents are out of the business in two years or less. And frankly, this could apply to virtually all businesses. So if you're a real estate agent, business owner, we're going to hit you, hit, hit you on the top three today and kind of go from there. Uh, might do a whole series on this, Tony. But anyway, let me do introductions. Mike Ferrante here with Century 21 Homestar. I run a team called the 21 Mike Team, over 500 uh, transactions last year. And we're on pace, Tony. Looks like we might break 700 this year. And that's the goal. If you guys want to hit me up to talk real estate or talk teams, please do so at mike at 21mike.com. Uh, Tony Geraci is our broker, uh, owner of Homestar, and has been in the business quite a while. About what, 30 years now, Tony? Uh, next year will be exactly 30. So wait until next summer. So 29 right now. <laughs> Got it. Tony runs a brokerage of over 500 agents and is accessible. It's an amazing thing. We love uh, the fact that we can reach our broker. We could get answers. And Tony's accessible by cell phone at 216-374-1269. Is that right? You got it. And That's Tony. Good. Best way to hit Tony up, I just referred him someone over the weekend, is to text him. You know, you could uh, shoot Tony a text and he'll make time in his in his day to talk to you about all things real estate. If you're interested in Homestar or just want to talk about real estate, right, Tony? I mean, it's, a, it's something that we're fortunate. We're in a lucky business. People love to talk about what we do. Right. They love it. And I love to talk about it. So <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> well, let's get down to business because... I know that there's probably a lot of new agents who are going to see this topic and say, Ooh, I don't want to do those top three things. So let me find out what these things are so I can avoid them. That's the whole idea. And like I said, frankly, this could, this concept could apply to virtually any business. So the first one I'm going to say might sound obvious, but it's the lack of a plan. And I'm going to elaborate on this. It's not just a business plan. It's not just time blocking. It's, it's all of those things. But I think so many agents they kind of meander through their days. They meander through the year and then one year turns into the next and they say, well, I sold three houses last year. How can I make it four? And that's the extent of their plan. Uh, Tony, every year we start the year off. We In December, we start with business planning. And just like you guys have a plan at your brokerage, hopefully the restaurant down the street has a plan for how they're going to get more bodies and seats and become more profitable. Real estate agents need a plan. Uh, Tony, I know you you are big on business planning. Why don't you take the the microphone for a minute and, and talk about how important uh, a business plan is and how you direct agents to create that business plan? Right. I think that the plan that uh, agents miss is uh, they're one in they're one in the same. They're the CEO, CFO, COO. They're the the receptionist, they're everything. So you got to break up those jobs and tell yourself what you're going to do all day. Like you have 10 employees that you're doing 10 different things. So you as a CEO of your company, what would, if you were hiring someone to do it, what would you tell them to do other than just show up and figure it out? You have to figure it out for them. And then the chief financial officer, what's your budget? What do you want them to watch for? How much money are they going to spend? You as uh, if you 
you have a salesperson in a business, you are the salesperson. But if you're a salesperson, what, they showed up for work today, what would you tell them to do for the next eight hours? So I think that's the business planning of just time, of not just one person. I mean, think of yourself as one person, is that all of these different jobs of a business that you're all encompassing in one, what are you going to tell yourself to do? Because sometimes they just get caught up in one job the whole time. If that makes sense, Mike, you just, well, I'm just going to be, you know, like when you have a transaction, you even have one or two, uh, Mike, you know, this is that you could spend all day being transaction management. Well, so all day, and I see agents do this. That's why they have the roller coaster. Like they just put, oh, I got one deal going on. I'm just transaction management. So all the other jobs, the CEO, the salesperson, the receptionist, it all goes out the door because you're just transaction management all day long. And you can do that all day long, but you got to break up that those jobs. So hopefully that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So much good stuff there, Tony. I took a couple of notes. Um, the budget is part of the plan. You know, how many agents just they they see a marketing idea. Someone comes to them and says, hey, we have a spot opening in our golf course newsletter that goes out really high end clientele. We, don't, we need a realtor on this on this newsletter. Well, how much is it? Well, it's $800 for the season. Oh gosh, one sale covers it. That's, that's a great spend. I, I'm going to go ahead and do it. The problem is that if there's no budget, no plan in place, that all these things that pop up become uh, shiny object syndrome. Realtors and business owners are notorious for having that where the new idea pops up and they say, okay, let's try a little bit of that. And let's try a little bit of this. And here's another new idea. That's not part of the plan. Sure, there can be a budget for these things as they come up. And if it can be melded to the plan, you absolutely should do it. Uh, but not everything, not every idea that pops up should be incorporated. And, and Tony, I loved your uh, uh, concept of the employees. Okay. Cause if, if someone's not doing it for you, like if, if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. So I think it's also important to understand your plan for, are you going to wear all those hats and do those things? Or are you going to hire some of those things out? And as uh, you know, we know from the team, some of those tasks can be taken on by the team. Just like Tony, we're part of uh, your brokerage, Century 21 Homestar. We know there's certain things we don't have to worry about. Like I don't need to worry about inputting my listings because you have staff to do that. That's part of my business plan. I mean, I think I just kind of summed oh, yeah. up what you said there, but oh, no, uh, definitely. all good stuff. And, and uh, one other thing I will say, and it's just a uh, controversial topic between companies, brokers, top agents, is part-time to full-time. And I think that's a lot of, I don't know if that was good, if I'm jumping the gun or not. <laughs> all these things are interrelated, Tony. So you're going to see uh, my, my three things all tie into one another. So some, some things that you said are going to tie into number two. Actually, let me go ahead and throw it out there and we'll talk part-time versus full-time. Uh, because number two, so number one, no plan. That's a yearly plan, a budget, a daily plan. If you're sitting here today, this morning, you woke up and you didn't already know what you're doing today, you don't have a plan. Okay. So it has to go from the big picture all the way down to the granular, granular level of what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And that ties into number two, which is thinking like a business owner. Okay. We are not employees anymore, guys. We are business owners. Whether you're a full-time business, part-time business, it really doesn't matter, but you have to remove that nine to five mentality because we don't have nine to five jobs anymore. In fact, some of you have nine to five jobs and are still trying to do real estate business and that's fine. There, there's nothing wrong with that. 
but we have to take off the hat of the employee and start thinking like a business owner. Tony, I know you have a ton to say about this, so I'm going to shut up for a second and listen to the wisdom. Sure. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, why it's a, a biz? Why you don't think like a business owner? If, if you if you ever owned other businesses, or you talk to other business owners. I always boil down this: why most agents get out of this business because they don't think like business owners. Because if they thought like business owners, they would go, "This is dumb to get out of real estate because the minimal I have to do is thirty hours of CE every three years and can do it for free and pay twelve hundred dollars a year in board dues, MLS fees to keep my business going." There's no other business that's this low of a bar of time and this low of a bar of money invested yearly to be in a business. So that's the only thing I think of is the main thing I think of why agents get out of it because they don't even, they don't even understand. They don't think of themselves as a business because any other business owner goes, you're lucky. You know, I have rent, I have employees, I've got inventory, I've got uh, contracts. I got, you know, any, just name any other business. And if you go, Hey, can you, you tell them how low your cost is and time just to be open is insanely low. So if that goes along with the business building, because if you think of a business, you're like, this is such a great opportunity. It's just up. I just have to put in time. I just have to put in time, make the calls, make the connections, do the follow-up and do that. And then that's kind of what I was saying, the part-time, the full-time. I think some agents don't. That's the other thing is if they go full-time, when you're in a business and you start a business, you have to have capital to keep your business going until you are making enough money to keep your business going. You know, you open up a restaurant, there's a lot of capital. I always use a restaurant as an analogy because people go there, they could see it. (laughs) And you have to have a space and buy all the stuff and have money in the bank to start paying people because the income's not going to come in until clients come in. So agents, same thing. If they jump into it full time, they have no, they figured I paid my for my classes. That's all I need. And they jump into it full time. They're like, oh no, I, I'm not going to make money right away. Or they they don't stay part-time long enough. That was the controversial thought is that they stay part-time and they grow their business and then they go, oop, I could do even better next year and then give up their other job. And then all of a sudden they're not making the income they want. Then they have to go back to the other job and then just give up. They just give up on real estate. If that, yep. that, that happens a majority of the time. Yeah. So I'll, I'll insert my story here real quick. So I did exactly what you talked about, Tony. I was a construction project manager. I loved my job and I thought I would end up retiring there. And when the recession in 08 started creeping up, uh, I actually started not liking my job so much anymore. And so I said, well, you know, let me get my real estate license. And I originally did it with the intention of being a part-time agent. I just thought, Hey, I I've always I've been a real estate investor forever. I thought I would be a great part-time agent, extra income. Everyone knows that that story. So what happened as the recession got deeper and deeper, I really didn't want to be at that job anymore. So I made it a goal. I had a plan for what I was going to do each year leading up to me giving notice at the job. And so year one, it was 12 sales. I did that part-time. I had a really solid plan for how I would work when I wasn't at my full-time job. Evenings, weekends, I, I made it happen happen. It was a sale a month for the first year. The second year, 35 transactions. And in the third year, when I equaled my salary at the job, that's when I gave notice and I had that, that whole plan in place. So the difference, so you mentioned hours, Tony, 
as a business owner, you have to be open when your customers want you. Okay. So I think part of the key is having your business open at the right hours and, and enough hours. So I was just having a conversation with a teammate who was saying, look, you know, I I'm following the plan. I'm doing everything right, but I'm not getting enough business to keep food on my table, so to speak. And so I had him do an exercise tracking the number of hours he worked, how he was spending his time. And the reality was that over the course of a week, he worked an average of four hours a day. Well, guess what? If your store's not open enough hours and during the right hours, you're not going to make sales. It's just, so I'm, whether you use the restaurant analogy or the market side produce stand, when I'm driving by and I want some apples, if your stand is closed, guess what? I'm not buying any apples. So it's it's the business owner mentality. It's not, well, I'm going to work 12 to four every day and that's going to make me successful. No, you have to be open when your customers want you. And I'm not advocating for being available 24 seven like Tony is. I think he sleeps about a half hour a day. What I'm advocating for is understanding that you're no longer an employee of a business. You are now a business owner. So I know that was kind of a lengthy little tangent I went on there, but I, I wanted to throw that out there so you guys could hear it, digest it. You're no longer employees. You are now business owners. Anything you want to add to that, Tony, before I move on to number three? Yeah, basically uh, understanding that just being open doesn't bring business. So I think a lot of agents think that I'm going to get my license. People that know me are going to use me. And that happened, you know, that happens. And I, and I'll tell you my story is uh, like a lot of agents still ask me like, wow, you must have a lot of business. How do you not sell real estate anymore? I am out. I just talk to agents all day. I don't, I don't go out and, and uh, I've been in the business almost 30 years. You would think that I would have people left and right calling me to use me to sell houses. No, because I don't, for years, I don't reach out to people like an agent. I'm helping my agent. So even my own family and friends, they, they still ask like, are you still in business? I'm like, yeah, yeah, but they, but I'm not in their wheelhouse. They don't see me unless they see my Facebook. They have no idea I'm in real estate because I'm not acting as an agent. So my business, my personal, I couldn't, I couldn't sell. I mean, I know I could build my business back up if I wanted to, because I know how to do it. But I don't get the. I'm not open for business. It's coming to me. So don't think. Don't ever think that I could. I know that for a thousand percent fact. You're not planting those seeds anymore, Tony. You know, we, we love our analogies here on these uh, Tuesday sessions. And by the way, guys, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, I'd love to hear what you think. What do you think are the top reasons that, that agents and businesses fail? I'm going to give you number three in a second. But back to Tony's point, it's the seeds you plant that sprout tomorrow. And Tony's not planting sales seeds anymore. He's not planting realtor seeds anymore. He's planting broker seeds. And that's why he's growing his, his, his brokerage. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. Really well put. Let's, so let's move on to number three. What you said, Tony, was a perfect segue to number three. And that is that we have to understand that just having our doors open isn't enough. We have to understand that the business we're in is the marketing and lead generation business. Okay, I'll, I'll explain that here in a second. So you can't just have a restaurant 
and say, well, I have a restaurant and put up your open sign and expect people to start coming in. What do you do? You send out coupons, you advertise, you go on social media, you do events, maybe grand opening and bring in people to like talk about your food and maybe give away food, maybe do events at the local organization. So people learn about your food and say, oh my God, where's this restaurant? I want to go here. So once we understand that we are in the marketing and lead generation business, it kind of helps us with all these other steps. So it's making a plan, understanding you're a business owner. And number three, understanding that the business you're in is marketing and lead generation. So I'm not saying you all have to go out there and pick up the phones and hammer on the phones and make cold calls. That's not I'm saying that's one way to do it. Just like with a restaurant, you can send out coupons and all those other things we said, Tony, but you have to do something. Opening your doors and waiting for the phone to ring is not marketing and lead gen. So I'm going to take a deep breath and hear your take on this. Yeah, no, I even take that. The, the restaurant analogy is this, is that some agents ask, well, I, I, I reach out to people, uh, but uh, they know I'm in real estate. So how, how, what do I have to say? What do I tell them the next time? Why do I have to keep on, you know, staying in touch with them? It's kind of like, I don't know if this would be a good comparison. When you, when a restaurant opens a restaurant, they tell they, they try to market to you and tell you what kind of food, how good it is, what they make it out of, how good their service is, all of that. You never see a restaurant say restaurant, and you have no idea what, what's inside, they try to entice you to come inside. You don't have a store like that and I, you don't have the money to mail to everybody and, and commercials and all of that. So what do you have to do? You have to call people and tell them what, not just, I'm just a realtor, goodbye. What makes you different? Well, I'm calling you because I'm trying to explain to you why I'm the best person for you. These are the things that I do above and beyond my service. Kind of like a restaurant saying, we make it fresher. We make it quicker. We make it, you know, better. Our service is better. We're, we're convenient. What do, you know, kind of same thing. That's how you have to sell that to people. Uh, but the other good or bad thing about real estate, you have to sell it to them, but keep in touch with them because they're not going to need it right away. You know, like a restaurant, you know, the restaurants know certain people in a certain areas will go out to eat X number of times and they try to grab those people. You, you, you know, people will buy or sell a house within five, six, seven years. So you got to have to have a seven year plan with people. So how are you going to follow up with these people and connect with them and sell them over seven years? Does that make sense? For sure. And I love how the words, the three things keep tying back to one another. You just said you have to have a seven year plan. Well, the plan was the first thing, you know, not having a plan in place as a marketer, as a lead gen person, you have to tie back to a plan. How am I going to stay in touch with someone for seven years? And, you know, one of the notes I, I wrote down here, Tony, while you were talking, you know, you were at, it was like, what sets you apart? You know, one, one of the things I thought of was, you know, gosh, Google reviews have become so important, right? So you could argue if you wanted to make this list a hundred instead of just three, you could say, well, one reason that real estate agents or businesses fail is not enough online reviews, right? But where does that come from? That comes from the plan that comes from the marketing and lead generation. If you're doing a good job with your client and you're working with a buyer and you're two weeks out from closing, part of your plan should be going to that client and saying, Hey, we're, we're two weeks away from closing pretty soon, you're going to have stuff in boxes, you're going to be on a truck, and you're going to be unpacking and life's going to get crazy. Could I take a minute and ask you to do a review for me right now, and give them the, the link? That's part of the plan. 
and ask them for referrals. Hey, do you know anyone else buying or selling th this year? So if you guys think that's being too salesy, then you pick the wrong business, first of all. But like Tony was saying, you got to talk to your people. And it's not just when they are buying and selling. You've got to get into their network of people and create a sales force of people who advocate for you. And this is all part of the big plan, okay? And we could go down all these rabbit holes. And Tony, we're going to talk some scripts and dialogues as we go on through the year. You're going to, you know, you guys are going to say, well, Mike, how do we ask for re referrals? And once we get a referral, how do we get them to sign a buyer's agreement to commit to working with us? We'll get into some of that really detailed stuff as we uh, get on later this year. By the way, guys, if there's something that you want us to cover, Drop it in the remarks below, uh, like and share this with people if you think this content would be useful for them, especially other real estate agents or, or business owners. Uh, but that's kind of it. Tony, let me, let me repeat the three things again real quick. I'll let you do final thoughts and then we'll wrap it up. The three things were, and you could replay this guys, because you know it's going to be on YouTube tomorrow. No plan, both big and small plan, the yearly plan and the daily plan. Not thinking like a business owner. And number three is not understanding that the business we're in is marketing and lead generation. Tony? No, that's, those are the nail on the head with all of those. And, and again, uh, I'll just stress again, uh, I think the national average is 87% of agents get out of the business every five years. And it's all different reasons. But again, they just, uh, I think with the low bar of the the classes and the, the amount of money you have to invest in a lot of people just throw it again. Let's, let's try it. Let's try it. But the bottom line is I tell this to all new agents is, you know, we bring in probably 50, 60 brand new agents, like right out of school every year. And I have to make my best guess as a broker owner. I talked to all of them. Some might be watching this today is that because uh, I'm going to invest my time and energy uh, in these agents because we don't make money unless they sell something. So I have to make my best educated guess when talking to agents, are they going to be? And after 24 years of being a broker, I, I, there's no, I, I have no, I, I can't put, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> I try. Some people surprise me. They do great. And some people I'm like, they said that they were, they, they understood and they were ready and did nothing. It's just, but everybody has the ability to do it. It's just, if you want to do it, there's no people that are, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from or how old you are or, or you know, where you live or anything. Uh, you can do it. It just uh, there's no there's no people at more of an advantage of next. It's just what you do with your time. Yep. We can teach the skills to do what we do, Tony. Right. The only thing we can't teach is that drive, the desire, the motivation to actually get up and do it. So. I loved today's session, Tony. That was awesome. Uh, we'll keep going down this thread and we'll, the rest of the month, we'll uh, spend some time talking about uh, specifics. You know, we'll, we'll say, all right, so Mike, you said, I got to talk to people. What do I say? And I think the rest of this month we'll do scripts. And by the way, guys, just a reminder, if you want to have us hit a topic, just drop it in the comments or go ahead and email me, mike at 21mike.com. Um, I'm going to put a bow on this one and call it done. Thanks for joining us, Tony. All right, thank you. See you next Bye. week. Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.